There's something I want us to learn. I want God to open our understanding. I want you to pay attention. One way. There's so many ways that we can overcome. But there are things that cause people to overcome. On Sunday. Pastor was giving, giving us tips. That can cause us to overcome. There are so many ways through which you can get victory in this life. This life is filled with wars. Tell it to your neighbor. This life is full of wars and battles. There is a devil on every level. On every level you think you're going to, there's a devil on that level. Therefore, life is full of wars. But that is not what is important. For us, we are on a side that we are. As long as we are with our Lord, the Bible says that we can do all. We are going to learn one of the ways in which we can overcome. There's a scripture that we read every day. I usually read it. But I want us to learn something. Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians. First Thessalonians chapter five, In verse twenty-three. Now, men, now may the God of peace Himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm going to repeat. Amen. Praise the Lord. That was Paul writing to the Thessalonians. Paul, Paul is one of the people that God had told a spiritual warfare. Paul was once a Christian like you. And God gave him knowledge about spiritual warfare. And all the spiritual warfare that the Bible teaches. Most of them it is Paul who revealed to us that Paul secret. 
Paul got a revelation of the spiritual world. In the Bible, all people knew God. There is something that someone can have a greater revelation than The man called John. The Bible says the disciple that Jesus loved so much. John learned the secret of love. That is why all his letters, most of them talk about love. And Paul learned a lot about spiritual warfare. That is why he says we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. Paul teaches us how the spiritual world operates. It teaches us the first seven, the second, and the third. It is Paul who teaches us that when great doors are opened unto you, many enemies rise. It is Paul who teaches us that the weapons of our warfare are not But they are mighty through God to pull down strongholds. Those strongholds are not cannot like you think. In the spiritual world, in our lives, there's what they call strongholds. So Paul learned a lot about spiritual warfare. But there's a secret that he talks about in verse 23. That God himself that may he perfect you and perfect your bodies and your soul and perfect your spirit. You as a person, you're made of three parts. You are Chibombo, the flesh. Everyone knows that. So, um, or where the mind is. I'm also Chibombo, the spirit. Amen. If anyone becomes born again, it is the spirit of Chibombo that gets born again. Chibombo, the body, does not get born again because the body is not going to inherit heaven. And if anyone leaves this world, I'm giving myself as an example. It is Chibombo, the body that has died. And the days that God prepared for it have come to an end. We take the body and bury it in a coven and put it in the ground. And then Chibombo, the Spirit comes out and goes back to God. Now Chibombo the Spirit is one that is going to inherit everlasting life. Is going to inherit heaven if he didn't a good life. Is going to inherit hell if he didn't live a good life. What you have to know in your life that there's no spirit that dies. Tell it to your neighbor. There's no spirit that dies. Any spirit, whether it is of someone who died when they were not born again, it is kept somewhere. And one day it is going to go to hell. And any spirit that was born again, it is kept somewhere in Abraham's bosom. And a time is going to come and that spirit is going to join everlasting 
everlasting life. So any spirit doesn't die. Those spirits are kept somewhere. Some, a person is made of three parts. There's Chibombo the spirit. And then Chibombo the body. This body that dies. This body that is buried. We usually say the body doesn't get born again. There's nobody that loves salvation. Because the reason is it is not going to inherit heaven. Our bodies stop on the earth. That is why bodies admire things in the world. Amen. So there's Chibombo Ememe. The soul that I want to talk about. Chibombo, the soul where the mind and the wisdom is. Where reasoning is. That is the place that the devil attacks. One of the fields in which the devil wages war. It is the soul. The, the field where the place where the mind is. That is what the devil attacks. And that is where I want to put my emphasis. But before I go there, I want you to know that the Bible says that your body and your soul and your, your wisdom let them be kept together when Jesus is going to come to come and bless you or to come and take you to everlasting life so that they don't have anything against them even if the body never becomes born again but a time comes and it agrees with the Spirit, and it agrees with the mind and they are together in one accord how does that happen the Bible speaks in Romans chapter 12 that I beseech you brethren that you offer your bodies as living sacrifice it is your good um, sacrifice Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Mm -hmm. Take a the body never becomes born again but someone's body they can take it to a level and they offer it as a sacrifice to we just offer our bodies we just drag our bodies we just drag them your body didn't want to come to fellowship 
You may have been very tired. You may have been, you didn't sleep well. Maybe you didn't even have transport. And you felt you didn't want to walk. And the body is tired. So if you don't have transport, you can tell your body that you go to fellowship. You will walk on foot. That which you do, you're giving it as a living sacrifice. Paul says that bodies never become born again. But we can get them to a level. And you offer it as a living sacrifice. Something that is offered as a sacrifice does not want to. When they go to sacrifice a a sheep doesn't want to. But they offer it by force. Gentlemen and ladies, our bodies that are not born again, we offer them as a sacrifice to God. And the Bible says that is our reasonable service. You offer your body and it does something for God. Until when you get it to that level, you can put your body on the level and you say you won't drink alcohol. Or look at your friend's body. It still wants to drink alcohol. And uh, if you dare give it alcohol, it cannot refuse. The body still wants to do things that are abominations. That body that you see, even if you take away the devil, and you bind him, you know we usually have excuses. You know the devil tempted me. Even if you get the devil, and you take him out of this world, and you bind him, and you still have the body, you can make a mistake. We wrestle with the world. We wrestle with the body. We wrestle with the devil. Before you fight with the devil, you can fight with the body. The Bible says that we wrestle with the world. We wrestle with the flesh. We wrestle with the devil. It means that if you put the devil aside and you take him out of this world, as long as you close his flesh, you can still have war. Who has understood? Most of the things are not caused by the devil. The flesh also fights against you. How can we then overcome the flesh? We offer the body as a sacrifice. We just drag the body to pray. Now that pastor woke up at 2 a.m. in the night, there's nobody that wants to. But every time you drag it, you have to pray. You have to rise up. So it starts offering, being offered as a sacrifice. And you feel you don't find it as a burden to get up. Because you offered your body. Everyone who is challenged with, challenged with the body, you have to offer your body as a living sacrifice that is holy, that is acceptable to God. And that is your reasonable service. Your body has to do something for God. You need to drag your body to do something. Something that builds the kingdom of God. And that is the only way for us to overcome. We fight with the devil. We fight with the flesh. How do we overcome? You say you will do it. 
You shall not do it. You will be patient. Wait. You can put a discipline in your body. There are people. They set themselves from home. And they put themselves right. Because wherever they are going to go, they do not believe and they don't want to go into those um, latrines. They leave home and they come back in the evening. Without going into those places of convenience. And that is their discipline. Because they discipline their bodies like that. And there are also people for them that is not an issue they can use their body for anything and the body obeys them whatever you tell that body to do is what it does put aside the excuses of the body we are in the body God knows God will have mercy on you you can discipline your body Bodies do not do not have salvation. But the Bible says that we need to keep them together. There's a saying that God doesn't care about the body. That God cares about spiritual things. Tell your neighbor that God cares a lot about your body. The Bible says that your body and your soul kept together so that when God comes it will be able to bring you You live this life into eternal life with nothing that is condemned they are condemning it for. Tell your neighbor that the body doesn't become born again. But we can discipline the body. We can refuse to drink alcohol. We can discipline the body and it doesn't fornicate. Galatians chapter 5 the last verse. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another and envying one another. Yes, Galatians 5. Yes, chapter 5. Verse 23 and 24. Gentleness, self-control, against such there is no law. And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Amen. Let's have it in Luganda. Praise the Lord. 
even those who are Christ crucified their flesh with its passions and its desires the flesh has desires Amen. There's nobody that wants to There's nobody that wants to wear our clothes. Everybody that wants to be in a good life, which is not bad. As long as it doesn't break the law of God. But before the time for that thing comes, you can discipline your flesh that wait. You can offer it as a sacrifice. There are so many people. Some of the wars they are fighting. The flesh disturbs them. But the Bible says that I beseech you brethren. That we need to offer our bodies as a sacrifice. That is holy. That is acceptable by God. Your body can be accepted and it can be like the Lord. And your body can make God angry. How can your body delight God? You get it. With all its desires. And you offer it as a sacrifice. And you tell your body that you're not going to do this. You're not going to drink alcohol. You're not going to fornicate. You're not going to do ABCD. Even if the body speaks. There, there, there are so many times a pastor prays for us. But we learn, we learn through that because of the desires of the flesh. But the Bible says that our bodies should be kept. That saying that God cares about the spirit and not the body. Your body can stop you from seeing God. But you can discipline your body and it becomes a holy sacrifice that delights God so that you can make it useful in the house of the Lord Chibombo the flesh there's Chibombo the spirit Chibombo the spirit is the one who confesses salvation. And Chibombo the spirit is the one that returns back to our master. That is why we say when we are burying people that from dust to dust from ash to ash but the spirit returns back to the Lord who gave it out. So Chibombo the spirit is the one who becomes the new creature. When the old is gone, it is Chibombo who is going to inherit eternal life. Amen. That is why the Bible says when someone becomes born again, they become a new creature. And the old is gone. So what has become born again? It is your spirit. We always teach that. But I want us to go to the part that is most important. What they call the soul. Is the part that the devil fights. 
and most things that is why the devil sets his, his, his weapons tell your neighbor that the field where the devil puts his weapons is called your mind we are going to learn how the devil can um, over, can take over the thoughts and how you can keep your thoughts so that the devil cannot touch them the devil himself when he was leaving heaven Ezekiel chapter 8 the Bible says that you are good in your creation it is God speaking and is telling Satan the person called Satan he wasn't called Satan in heaven Satan was called Lucifer Lucifer was one of the creations in heaven that were honorable there are creations that are called they are also called Baba Selafis. They are also those creatures. They are also the 24 elders. They are also angels. But according to creation, they have ranks in how they appear. So the devil is one of those that was created and he was so beautiful. The devil was created when he was special. Satan was created when he was beautiful. Satan was created when he was special from all the other creatures. And he was created as an angel of covering. Satan was leading the department that worships the Lord. Angel Gabriel. Information. He leads the Department of Information. Mary. The one who brought the message to Mary. There is a department for security. Angel Michael leads it. There was another department for praising and worshiping God. The department of covering. That was created for Satan. The Bible says that he was created when he was special and the Bible says that out of him beautiful sounds came in our earthly choirs they're like four or five sounds that govern the music but the Bible says that certain had seven sounds that are extra that are different worship God the Bible says that from your creation, you are perfect. You are beautiful. Until when unrighteousness appeared in your life. Until when you corrupted your, your understanding. 
Satan corrupted his understanding. Himself Satan. He got this field called his mind. And he corrupted it. And he started having a wrong conception. And he started seeing as though God didn't deserve the worship. And he thought that it was him to be worshipped. And he didn't love the position that was given to him. And he started waging war in him. The bottle was starting in his mind. That is why when the devil is attacking the church, he attacks your perception. He attacks your mind. He blinds the eyes of your understanding. 2 Corinthians chapter 2. The God of this age. They are talking about the devil. He blinded the eyes of their understanding so that they don't get a revelation of the gospel. When the devil is working and he wants to blind someone, he attacks your spiritual eyes. The God of this age, he blinded the eyes of their understanding. I want us to read that scripture. Second Corinthians. Chapter 4 verse 4. Whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. Amen. That the God of this age has blinded the eyes of their understanding. That is what the Luganda Bible says. Amen. When the devil wants to confuse anyone, he attacks that part called the He attacks your mind. He attacks your understanding. Because he discovered a secret when he corrupted his mind. And what the devil does in our lives, he has caused us to hate so many people. Because he brings words. And those words change your perception. They change your understanding. And then you start hating someone. You bring someone and they speak things. The moment they start changing your understanding, when your understanding changes about something, even your perception starts to change. And that is what the devil does. The devil has changed our perception because he knows what can work. He knows the secret. Ezekiel chapter 28. Ezekiel 28. I've used so many scriptures because I want you to understand. We start from verse 16. By the abundance of your trading, you became filled with violence within, and you sinned. Therefore, I cast you. Ezekiel 28 from verse 
13. It is God who is speaking these words about the devil. Mm -hmm. You were in Eden, the, gar the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. The cedars, topaz, and diamond, the beryl, the onks, and jasper, and sapphire, and turquoise, and emerald with gold. The workmanship of your tumbrils and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. You were the anointed cherub who covers. I established you. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of fiery stones. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. By the abundance of your trading, you became filled with violence within and you sinned. Therefore, I cast you as a profane thing out of the mountain of God and I destroyed you all covering cherub from the midst of the fiery stones your heart was lifted up because of your beauty you corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor i cast you to the ground i laid you before kings that they may that they might gaze at you you defiled your sanctuaries by the multitude of your iniquities by the iniquity of your trading therefore i brought fire from your midst i devoured you so the more from verse 15. Mm -hmm. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. By the abundance of your trading, you became filled with violence within and you sinned. Therefore, I cast you as a profane thing out of the mountain of God and I destroyed you, O covering cherub, from the midst of your fiery stones. Your heart was filled, your heart was lifted up because of your beauty, you corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. I cast you to the ground. I laid you before kings that they might gaze at you. You defiled your sanctuaries by the multitude of your iniquities, by the iniquity of your trading. Therefore, I brought fire from your midst. I devoured you and I turned you to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all who saw you. Mm -hmm. Wali walinga otukiride makubogo okuva kuna kwe watondebwa okutuko butali bitukibwe bwala bika mugwe ba kujaguza ba kujaguza wakati echejo olufulume mm ba kujaguza wakati echejo cho olufulube olwokusubula ko noyo nona chemvude nkusula Gankuja kusozi wakatonda Gankulaga Obono nefu Gankulanga obono nefu Ena mkuzikiriza Ay kerubi Abikako Stan yari omu kwa malaika baitaba kerubi The devil was one of the angels called the cherubs mm -hmm. Okuva wakati Mumayinja agomulilo Omutima go guagulu mizibwa. Uruobulu njibwa. Wachama uruama gezigo. Uruoku masama saku. Mm, kusude wano. Mkutade mumaso gaba kabaka. Bakutunuli. Nebida nebida ujaku yeso mbira. Mukama ibazi wenyo.
Praise the Lord. The Bible has talked about how the devil was created. The devil can be like any other born again. Ever since you were born again, you were The Bible says that from your creation, you were perfect. The devil was a covering angel. They've spoken all the fury stones that he had. Those are in heaven we've never seen them. The work of the devil was to move back and forth in his splendor. Amen. The Bible says, until when iniquity was formed in you, if you exalt yourself and you corrupt your wisdom, the devil knows the secret that caused him to sin against God. The devil himself corrupted his wisdom. Therefore, if the devil is looking for us, he has a battlefield where he can defeat you. Your wisdom. The moment he changes your perception, the moment he blinds the eyes of your understanding, that is why the words that come in our lives are so important that we guard ourselves with them because they can change your perception if you believe those words and they come into your wisdom if they change your understanding even your perception can change the perception of people towards marriage change people can just look at, at marriage in a because they allowed the words to change their wisdom the moment his wisdom was corrupted the moment he offered his wisdom and it was corrupted the Bible says that he didn't want to become that which he was created for. Then he went and got a three quarters of the angels and he corrupted them too. And the Bible says that he caused them to disobey. The Bible says that there was a woman an angel Michael fought with Satan and Satan was cast down after he had corrupted three quarters of the angels a third of the angels he changed their perception the Bible has said that the God of this age that let him guard your understanding let him guard your mind let him guard your body and your soul and your spirit together so that by the time he comes there is nothing against you why is it that it is God who comes to because he knows the battlefield of the devil is called a meme it is your soul the blinds the eyes of your understanding Amen. We are going to read Numbers chapter 13. You are going to wonder at the things that are there. You are going to wonder why God was telling Moses to go and spy the land. And he said choose for me from every tribe 
choose for me a person out of the 12 tribes and send them to spy the land that I'm going to give them. Go and tell them to go and look at everything that is there. I want a report on everything. Let them see how people are. Let them see how many people are. Let them see the cities they Whether they are fortified cities or they are not fortified cities. But it was God sending them. Yet is the creator of everything. God was seeing all that. But God has a reason why. He was sending them to spy on something that he already knew. Can't you wonder why God can tell you go and choose for me 12 people to go and spy the land and see what is there in it and see if the men are huge and see if they are short men and see if they are fortified cities or they are not choose for me people to go and spy after let them bring back a report why is God able to do that we are not going to read the Bible of time. The Bible says that Moses chose 12 men and he gave them instructions. He told them, go and spy the land. Go and spy what is in there. And then after return, God had his own perception. He had already given the land that they were going to spy to the children of Israel. I want you to pay attention. I want you to pay attention. God knew how this land was. God knew the people who were in this land. He knew their size. He knew that there were sons of Anak that are like giants. God knew that they were in that land. God knew that they were in that land. He knew that it was a beautiful land. But he sends these 12 men to go and spy the land. After they see it, he wanted to know their perception. And the Bible says that they went and spied on the land. The 10 came back with this report. Moses, we cannot handle this land. We saw it. It is a beautiful land. It has beautiful houses. It has a fortified cities. It has everything as God spoke. God is faithful. Everything he promised us is there in. But our perception, for us we cannot handle this land. There are giants. In that land we cannot defeat them. We cannot break down their fortified cities. That is what the ten spoke. That was their perception. What they saw, what they had, changed their perception. Caused them to speak things that didn't have victory in their lives. The two, they said, Men, be quiet. Be quiet. The land that we went through, we can take it over. We can possess it. Those that you saw are like shadows because God delights in us we are going to defeat them the difference with the two and the ten is with their perception and their mind 
The devil corrupted the mind of the king. And they saw that they were not able to do it. They were giant men. The men are so tall. We cannot fight them. That two silence the other ten. If God delights in us, the Bible says these men are just and their shadows are us. The shadow is there in the morning. It is there at 1 p.m. But in the evening it is not there. Your perception can make you see a problem as it is for a short Perception can cause you to see a problem as Anyone who sees a problem as a candle is like the ten spirits who brought back a report and said that they cannot What causes someone to see that they cannot The moment the devil corrupts your mind. The two, their perception was different. The devil didn't corrupt their mind. They saw as them as something that they could defeat. Their problems that are before us. But your perception to this problem is your problem. Tell your neighbor. Your problem is not your problem. But your perception to the problem is your problem. Ask them what does it mean. What you call a problem is not the problem. The way you perceive the problem is the problem. Tell it to them and let them understand it. Who can explain to us what I mean? Who can raise their hand and they explain what I've just said? The way you look at the problem is the problem. The way your mind looks at the problem is the problem. Who understands what I mean? There are problems. And the problems will be there. And you will leave the problems there. But the problem is not what is important. But the way you see or perceive the problem is what is important. For example, the Philistine was not a problem to Israel. The, the problem of the Israelites was the way they looked at Goliath. Saul and his army. They, 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 they saw Goliath. For 40 days, uh, the Goliath would come and stand on the mountain and tell the army of, of Saul, I'm, I'm, I'm not circumcised. Who knows what it means? The Bible says that the uncircumcised person will never defeat someone who is circumcised. Circumcised people have a covenant. The Jews had a, a covenant of circumcision. And that was a sign that God was covenant. That was a sign of their victory. That was a sign that set them apart from other people. So the Philistine says, I'm a Philistine and two servants of Saul. It was a sign that that I'm not so you can defeat him. But you're circumcised. But you don't know it. For 40 days he was saying that. Let a man come out of you and challenge me. 
Aibu ya gamati the Bible says that every day the Israelites would go back crying and they also sent him they sent him David to food and he got there and that is what the Philistine was doing and the army where his brothers were trained were the Philistine had already corrupted their minds they were looking at the Philistine in another way they told David when he had brought the flat to them, told, you see that Philistine he has challenged us for 40 days. Even now he's back challenging us. And that is what he has been doing. The Bible says they were all filled with fear because their mind had already been corrupted. David speaks these words. What has he been doing? If we overcome this battle, there is a reward. Let me say this. The Philistine who represents the problem, David's perception is different. He sees an opportunity out of the Philistine. He is asking the one who killed the what will he be rewarded with? David didn't go back into anything. After he was told, do you see the one who challenged us? The one who is going to kill him, what is he going to be rewarded with? The very people who were scared, they knew the reward to give to they tell him he's given three things. They marry the daughter of a king. They have a lot of wealth. And they're exempted from all taxes. They didn't see an opportunity. They didn't see an opportunity. Their perception says the Philistine has challenged us. The devil has corrupted their minds. What he's doing now is what he has been doing all these days. And David asks, what is the man going to be rewarded with? David's perception is different. That is why I say that this time is not the problem. But your perception is the problem. And your problem, when you get eyes that see well, problem has a place. Your problem, out of your problem you can see David says it was designed for me to suffer. And then I will hold on to that which you commanded. There are things that the devil does to us. Problems put you on another level. Tell your neighbor that what stops you to progress if you have good perception you can step on it and you go on the next level. Stop seeing every problem as though it has come to destroy you. Especially as the born again. We need to change our perception. The floods of Noah it was a problem. 
The first world was destroyed. But the people who were in the boat, the seven people, the problem that is the water, every time that it came on the earth, and it increased on the level, it increased on the level, it killed people, it killed the animals, it killed every living creature. It is the same water that brought salvation to the people that were in the boat. The water that destroyed others are the same floods that caused the people in the boat to go on another level. How many of you have understood that? The problems that destroy other people, if you change your perception, there is an opportunity. There is a blessing. It is not that every problem you see has come to destroy you. Change your perception. Years ago, Mr. Senyonga, Jackson, he taught about the world called a chizibu. A chizibu. A problem. problem. A chizibu. And he gave a meaning to every letter. P represents our problems. Ara. Ara. Problems make us remember God. Most people wouldn't even be in church today. But the moment they, 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 now, they have a loan, and then they, they, their home is then their children got sick, and they did everything possible, then they remembered God, and then they came to church. Even today they are in church. Sometimes pastor says that if there are no problems, we'll be on holiday. If there are no more problems, and everyone builds a house, and everyone gets a car, and everyone becomes what they desire, few people can keep on coming to church. Oh. Opportunity. Every problem has an opportunity. Every problem has an opportunity. It depends on your perception. That is why the devil brings problems in our lives. But you can change it with good perception. Tell your neighbor there's an opportunity in every problem. You know, David saw an opportunity out of the Philistine. The moment that David his level he went on to the next level. He was never poor again. He was celebrated. And he went on to the next level. And all his brothers remained on the other level. Because they looked at problems They were afraid every day. For 40 days they didn't see anything. No one would say that, you know, there's tax exemption from this Philistine. Yet they're the ones who told David the reward. You see that man. 
The one who killed him marries the daughter of a king. Their problem. And that is where your wedding is. Their problem. And out of them you're going to pay your loans. Their problem. After you go through those problems, your life will never remain the same again. The Bible says, you know for us we think that every problem is brought by a bad source. We always make judgment. They brought a child and we are like, we know we know that he is a sinner. Maybe his parents are or the child sinned. Or the parents sinned. You know, we think that every problem is caused by someone sinning. If you see someone is not, um, is not delivered in church, like those are sinners. Those don't pray. You speak whatever word you want to speak. You're right. But some of them you didn't learn well. The Bible says that Jesus told them this one didn't sin and his parents didn't sin. But that happened to him so that the power of God can be manifested through him. There are some things that challenge us but they are going to bring an opportunity for God to manifest his power through you. Your perception you know those sinners, that is why they are delivered. That is a wrong perception. That is a wrong perception. Problem. B. B. Every, every, every problem has a blessing. How many of you and you've ever experienced I'm not saying that you should fall sick. You know, you lose loved ones. They send you messages. They give you some money. And you eat well. You're sick. You eat well when you're sick more than when you're healthy. Those things happen. People love us when we are sick. You can get money, you can collect money when you are sick. And you pay all your debts. And you take the child even back to school. It is possible. You don't want that situation, but you wish things were like that. That is your perception. L. 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 Yes. L. Yes. Every problem has a lesson. And you can be a really bad person. You really do yourself a disservice. If you go through a problem and you don't learn from it, tell your neighbor. That you are a bad person. You're doing yourself a disservice. If you go through a problem and you don't learn from it, and there's no lesson that you learn from it. And you know there are people like that. 
the someone they asked that those things that you've gone through what have you learned and they're like nothing it is possible for someone to go through something and they've not learned anything then that is a disservice to yourself. You repeat that class, that spiritual class that you're not learning from. And you've been in salvation for 40 years. But you're still in primary two of the spiritual life. Because for you don't learn. In every problem there is a lesson to learn. Hebrews. Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12. Verse 19. Yes. Verse 19 says, And the sound of a trumpet and the voice of words, so that those who heard it begged that the word should not be spoken to them anymore. Hebrews, sorry. Starting from verse 7. Listen carefully. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son? Hebrews chapter 12 from verse 7. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? But if you are without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. Furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us, and we paid them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the father of spirits and live? For they indeed for a few days chastened us as seemed best to them, but he for our profit that we may be partakers of his holiness. Now no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, mm -hmm. but painful. Mm -hmm. Nevertheless, afterward it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Hebrews 12 verse 11 Now no chastening seems to be joyful for the present but painful Nevertheless, afterward it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Amen. The Bible says that a that we go through during the challenges. There are things that we go through. The Bible says they are not joyful. But sometimes God uses because we are sons. And He's trying to discipline us. 
is the challenges that any if, if any child goes through uh, challenges then they are not then they are illegitimate but the challenges today they are not joyful but painful but afterward they bear good fruits to those who have been trained by it every problem there is a lesson to learn change your understanding don't allow something to just go through and you don't learn anything how many of you have understood no later um, e. E. Those of you who run away from church, you run from Nangaba and you go to another place. You run from the devil from Kaleri, you go to Gomba. Problems are everywhere. For me, I can't handle that place. Let me go. The white man says, You know, be, rather be with the devil you know than with an angel that you do not know. Problems are everywhere. On every level, there is a devil. If someone can defeat poverty, then everything is all If someone can defeat loneliness and they get married, you know they've defeated that and that is the end of the world. There's a devil with a marriage. There's a devil with work. There's a devil that is abroad. There's a devil that is in America. On every level, there's a devil. Problems are everywhere. Stay where you are. Stay with the problems of that place and stay. You find people running away from problems. The Bible says that what you're afraid of will happen to you. Whatever you're afraid of will happen to you. And the devil rather sees when you're afraid of something. He comes and causes it to happen in Nangabu. You run and go to Maui. The same devil brings it to Maui. You know he wants to cause it to move around. Tell your neighbor that problems are everywhere. So remain there with the devil that you know. Have you understood that? You know people use their, their, their blessings. You know they get that saying that all men are the same. Because they went to the other. And they went to another. They went to another. They think that there's a difference. Then they were married in Zangawa government. All men are the same. They are lying to you. Stay there. Musumbajuzi at Somo Zanti. Gomanyi. Pastor challenged us and told us, you know, you're, you're crazy person. You know, everyone is crazy. Yeah, so stay with your crazy person. It is you who knows them. You know how you deal with them. Don't run away. The devil will cause you to run around without getting anything. It is true. Change your Problems are everywhere. But there's no problem that is forever. Every problem. 
can be managed it can go away it moves away it is not forever Every problem comes. Every problem has a beginning. And everything that has a beginning has an end. Every problem comes to an end. The man called Sangasso. That even that will come to an end. Tell your neighbor that whatever you go through will come to an end. That is the truth. It will also come to an end. There's nothing in this world that is everlasting. There's only God that does eternal things. Everything has its own time. I saw the evil one exalted. But after very short time, they were not there anymore. They were like a tree that was planted on its ground. It will come to an end. Those words will stop. That conversation will stop. Hannah was barren. And they really challenged her. Penina would really attack her and they came and Hannah God gave her a and said that a barren woman has been back to save the one who has been working because of food now God can resurrect God can cause it to live a day can come and God makes a palpit for you before your enemies and your enemies silence and your speaking it is possible. Every problem has an end. You are an example. You are not the same as when you came. Every problem has an end. So change your perception. That devil shouldn't change your perception. Your perception is so important. Jeremiah chapter 1 the man asked what do you see said I see the meaning is that God fulfills his word do you see that God fulfills his word do you see God fulfilling what he spoke the Bible says that you have seen well. What you see is very important. That is the devil plays a, a lot with our mind. Yes, That is what they call a problem. Your problems will come to an end. Don't allow the devil to corrupt your mind. Don't allow him to corrupt your mind. Let your mind be with your body and your spirit. So that by the time Jesus comes to bless you, by the time he comes to take you to heaven, there will be nothing against you. There is a lot of things that target your mind. That is why. Hebrews 12. Bible says faith. 
The Bible says that we are Wabula, the people of this age. But let us change our understanding. So that we can know good things. The good things. That like the Lord. Soma. Hebrews 12 verse 2. two. Looking unto Jesus. Balumi, uh -uh. sorry. Romans 12. Romans. 12 verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is, what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. We, are, we shouldn't be conformed to this place. When they talk about this there's a God of this place He blinded the eyes of the eyes. We shouldn't be conformed to the perception of the people, but us. Let us change our understanding with the word of God. And then we can know the right things that are acceptable to God. Tell your neighbor, renew your mind, renew your perception. Start seeing things through the lens of God. There's no problem that is eternal. That is where the devil plays. He blinds at the, the moment he attacks your mind. The moment he attacks your The moment he changes your perception. You look at things and you cannot progress. The twelve spies. God wanted. The perception. He wanted to see what the perception was. Because what you don't see, you cannot receive it. Pastor usually tells us everything. Tell your neighbor, you will never receive what you don't see. The Bible says that God can do exceedingly according to the power that works through us someone who doesn't see that God will never do something that you don't see that is why they usually read for us a scripture after he separated with Lord the covering after he separated with this man who was someone who didn't have words now God tells him come out and look at the world as far as your eyes see that is how far I will give you as far as your eyes can see that is how far God can give you that is why all the time the devil his field is to cover. The devil knows the secret. And he did it to our forefathers. He told Adam and Eve. That eat the fruit. It is not bad. God knows it. When you partake of the fruit. You will be like him. 
and then knowledge you would have knowledge of good and bad the moment he corrupted their mind the moment he corrupted their mind there was something God had hidden from us God had a battle between him and the devil and the battle started in heaven and the devil was cast down on the earth I believe according to the scripture that says that war unto the inhabitants of the world the devil was cast down when men were on earth but for us we didn't know that didn't concern us that was their battle between God and Satan but the moment Satan lied to man and told him that you'll have knowledge like God you will know good and bad and the Bible says that man trusts though it is good and he ate of the fruit and then he was able to understand what was between God and the devil the people who said but God why did, why did God cast the devil down God didn't really do this you know he'd cast the devil from heaven on earth God sent the devil on earth when man was safe. Those things didn't concern us. Tell your neighbor, our parents, you know that they, they, they got involved into this issue. The moment they were told, eat so that you can also be like God. And you'll have knowledge of good and bad. And someone's mind was corrupted. That is why, you know, man started being rejected And God was asking him, where are you? He started seeing the good and the bad. And your mind, God knows where to, the devil knows where to attack. Tell your neighbor the field where the devil sets his weapons to defeat any born again. It is called the mind. Do not be conformed to this age. Renew your mind. Then you will know the right things, the things that are acceptable to God, how they are. Then they spied the world, the land. The devil corrupted the mind of the ten. Numbers. Chapter 13. Guard your mind. There's a saying that we usually say that don't offer your mind to be a dustbin. Something where rubbish is kept. Don't open your mind to anything. For you, you welcome everything. You welcome the bad uh, images. You welcome the bad conversations. You just welcome everything, immoral things. You welcome them into your mind. Just as your mind is. That is how you are. Tell your neighbor. As your mind is. That is how you are. You cannot live beyond your mind. Who says it is true. All of us we are like our mind. We are that which we think about. 
As a man thinketh, so he is. Who wants to know someone's thoughts? Just look at your friend. <laughs> that is what they think. That is what they decided. That is how they decided to appear. That is the truth. Numbers chapter 13. Verse 1 says, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the children of Israel. From each tribe of their fathers, you shall send a man. 17. Then Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said to them, Go up this way into the south and go up to the mountains and see what the land is like, whether the people who dwell in it are strong or weak, whether they are few or many, whether the land they dwell in is good or bad, whether the cities they inhabit are like camps or strongholds, whether the land is rich or poor, and whether there are forests there or not. 25. And they returned from spying out the land after 40 days. Now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Then they told him and said, We went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong, the cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the banks of the Jordan. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. Numbers chapter 14, verse 6. But Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephaneh, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes. And they spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, the land we pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, mm -hmm. nor fear the people of the land, mm -hmm. for they are our bread. Mm -hmm. Their protection has departed from them, mm -hmm. and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. Amen. God told that Moses let them go and 
and chapter verse 14 he told them go and see how the land is like whether it is big whether it is good and those that dwell in it verse 25 the bible says they returned back with even the fruit from the land we got into the land the land is good whatever God spoke is true in other words God is faithful what he promised is there. but us we are not going to attack those men they are big they are huge they are stronger than us we saw the number you know their cities are fortified God gave them the land had he sent them to show his faithfulness or to just show them the land and the whole congregation that they corrupted they did not take possession of the land they corrupted the minds of the people that didn't go there with the words the words changed their mind we cannot do it we cannot take possession of the land The man is called Ezekiel. you know people just want to say the problem is not there tell them the problem is there but the greater is you that is in you than those problems the Egyptian you are seeing by tomorrow morning you won't see them ever again we believe that the Egyptian is there but tomorrow you won't see them again you need someone you need people to surround you that say that you're able to do it there's a man who was on BBS television he has a problem that says you're also able able to do it in Chitago where we we studied there's a motor school motor that what can a man do that you cannot what man can do you can also do 
Think about it. What man can do if man can do it, you can also do it. So change your perception. Change your perception. Don't allow the devil to challenge you. That is why the Bible says that the weapons of our warfare are that weapon but a mighty in God to pull down arguments to disdain everything to obey Christ and to break every bad thought what the devil does 2 Corinthians chapter 10 from verse 4 for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty in God. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But mighty in God. For pulling down strongholds. Casting down arguments. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ listen those um, scriptures they're talking about the mind our thoughts it is a thought everything you see on this world is a thought the Bible says that Solomon built the house of the Lord and his, as what was on his heart was everything you see here at church the thoughts of the pastor when God gives him the thoughts then it comes out as you see it. everything you see is the thoughts every big building is the thoughts that you see someone thought about it every design that you see here it was someone's thought so that the graves are um, uh, the because people die with their ideas people die with their story buildings they, they didn't build it they just had an idea they've never built it even if you dig them out they still have it everything is an idea so ideas grow an idea is one and it becomes ideas it is like a disease if you don't treat it it moves it, it goes now onto the primary level it goes onto the secondary level it grows now that medicine no longer and then it becomes cancerous and it will never your ideas grow from different stages let me show you how um, for the weapons of our warfare are mighty in God 
to pull down strongholds ebigo to pull down strongholds what they call a stronghold was a thought it was on a primary level it was on a low level you know poverty attacked you and then you kept on giving it importance until you put it to a level and it became a stronghold those are the people that you hear say that a child that you, if, if you can't hand a child if you can't give birth to a child during your youth you can't give birth in your old age every time a child grows this thought became a stronghold now you can't go beyond your thoughts a stronghold prevents you from seeing into the future an idea gets to a level where it is stronghold and you're only thinking of stopping at that there are some people the, the, the thoughts and the ideas they have became strongholds they got to that level that Christine cannot walk with a brother without engaging in, in, a, in a romantic relationship. And every time you see them, you, you think they're in a romantic relationship. Tell them that is a stronghold. Who has an hey, there are people hey, and the idea became a stronghold every time they see a boy and a girl they think they are lovers what they know is what they know but is it true but as long as they see them it is a stronghold it was a thought it became a stronghold the stronghold does not allow them to think beyond that Arguments is also a thought. Arguments is also a level of ideas. As you fight arguments that that is not possible. It is not possible. It is not possible. I cannot afford a flight. That is impossible. That was a thought, but then it got into a stronghold. It is impossible. You fight arguments. You need to fight every thought or idea you think is small. It can become a stronghold. It can become an argument. You argue that even you given your heart to be cut off. But you're arguing for a wrong thing. But you allowed it to grow onto that level and you can argue about it and defend it. It is impossible. You cannot be born again on this world. That is what people say. It is impossible. You can't become born again. You cannot stop drinking alcohol. It is impossible. Those people lie to you. Those people lie to you, but it is impossible. Someone can even offer their hand. Don't accept thoughts when it's still on that low level. You give it importance and it is a Never allow a to grow from the level of a, a stronghold and it becomes an argument. 
There are things that are exalted to fight against the knowledge of God. That is also a kind of thought. You know, this is God's knowledge that by Jesus' stripes we are healed. He was rich, then he became poor so that we can become rich. So people get to a level and they are fighting with the knowledge of God. Someone doesn't even know that someone can be healed. God wants us to be healed. God wants us to be healed. And that is the will of God. The Bible says that they are fighting against the knowledge of God. Their thoughts that get to that level. They are fighting against the plan of God. It is impossible. AIDS cannot be healed. Cancer cannot be healed. It was a small thought and it grew And now it is fighting with the knowledge of God. There's someone who told me I was born a Catholic I grew up a Catholic I'll die a Catholic They got to a level They have a thinking where they can fight with the plan of God They are Catholics They were born Catholics They will die Catholics That is it And they, they signed End of story but the Bible says that they pull down everything level, whether it is whether it is and we put them into captivity to the obedience of Christ. The devil can affect your mind and make you He can cause your mind to get arguments. Hmm? Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. We can bring every thought into we are going to bring down every thought to the obedience of Christ. Every thought that the devil put in us, we can bring it into captivity the obedience of Christ. We can see things that we God sees that you're able to do it. Amen. Say you're able to do it. You're able to do it. You're able to do it. What can man do, yet you cannot do You can become rich. There's a man, man who told us that poverty is a perception. It's a mindset. It is true. A poverty is a mindset. And Jesus said, I have the ability to, uh, to preach good news to the poor. He doesn't chase only the demons. He preaches the good news and change their lives. Tell a neighbor that poverty is a mindset. Poverty is not unemployment. Poverty is a mindset. A mindset of poverty. You know, your pastor telling us every day they don't eat meat on Monday. 
They don't dress well on Tuesday. And we grow up in all those things. You know, we grow up eating a rice and sunday. And if you don't go to church, you don't eat. Then all of us would go to church. On Sunday, that is where they would trap us. Tell me, poverty is a mindset. We can bring into captivity those thoughts. Do not accept. Don't allow the devil to corrupt and change your perception. The Jews, the Israelites failed to defeat the The moment the devil corrupted um, their mind, it's just one man who had a different David. perception. He was called David. He, 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 He's the one who brought the victory. He said, go and tell King Saul that not, don't allow anyone to be discouraged. Your man shall go because Saul's mind was also corrupted he told David you're just a mere boy you've just gone that giant has fought wars that is how people discourage you cannot do it you so and so has failed tell your neighbor but I'm not the one there's a man who asked the question that what defeats others that cannot defeat you what defeats others cannot defeat you because what had defeated them was not me whether others overcame it was them you cannot you're just a mere boy and the boy told you allow me to go the God will serve me out of the, 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 the hand of the bear he's going to me from the hand of the Philistine who is uncircumcised it is your mindset. Has God ever done something for you? He will also do that for you. You know the devil causes us to forget that God has ever done something for us. Have you seen the good perception that God has? The God who saved me. The God who paid second term and second term. is going to pay their school fees in third term if you have that then that is it for you and he would do it but the devil causes you to forget and most parents are now fearful they are looking at the requirements and the bank sleep go and tell your bank sleep the God who paid for first term he paid for second term he's also going to pay for third term and you would have defeated the enemy the God who saved it takes your mindset to change. God has done so many things for us. Look at where God has got you God from. God got you from there. He's not going to kill you on the way. God is not going to kill you on the way. He didn't bring us out to kill us on the way. God will take it to your destination. So change your perception and your mindset. 
First, we are not people to, to go backwards. First, we are people of progressing. That is why even if someone speaks, no matter what they Bible say, the Bible says that looking upon you, the author and the finish of our faith. Do you know what causes us to struggle? We think about other people. I'm going to read for your scripture as I finish. Even But he had a different perception towards the problems. Chronicles. Chapter 20. From Second Chronicles chapter 20. I want you to listen attentively. Second Chronicles chapter 20. From verse 1. And it happened after this that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea. From Syria. And they are in Hazazontama, which is En Gedi. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord. And from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem. In the house of the Lord before the new court. And said, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand is there not power and might? So that no one is able to withstand you? Listen, a problem has come against the king and the children of Israel. A vast army came and they decided to seek the But listen to the words Jehoshaphat said. Of our fathers. Are you not God of our fathers? Are you not God in heaven? Are you not the one who rules over all the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand is there not power and might? So that no one is able to withstand you. 
someone to fight against that Jehoshaphat has problems but he still has a positive perception and is not the God of our fathers is there not power in your mind don't you have power and might over all the kingdoms of the nations it takes someone whose hand was renewed to have challenges but they still see God on the throne most people every time they get problems they like God forsook me God left me Jehoshaphat is still it takes someone whose mind was renewed someone who still sees God as one with authority when most people face problems they forget God they don't worship they don't remember that God has power the one who got them out of Egypt has power like all the people that when they meet problems, they start complaining against the Lord. Jehoshaphat didn't complain against God. He said, you are the God of our fathers. You still have power and might in your hand. Even if there are problems, nothing can defeat us. The men that were on, on Mount Golgotha. One was on one side of Jesus. And the other on the other side. And Jesus was in the middle. In the middle. They had the same problem. And Jesus had a different problem. What he did could not cause him to be crucified. But those, these two men had a different perception. One told Jesus. Didn't you save others? Why don't you save us? And you also save yourself. It's like saying, you thief. Help us. What they've done to you is deserving of you. But the other one had the same problem. On the other side, he had a different perception. And then he said, Jesus, he was on the cross. He's in pain. Remember me when you get to your kingdom. He was in a problem. But he was seeing God. That God still when he gets in his kingdom, he shouldn't you. Who knows what Jesus told him? He told him not tomorrow, not yesterday, but now I am going with you. It takes a perception Some people immediately uh, the problem you saved others I pray for you that you be like the other man amidst the problem that your perception will remain tell him remember me do not forget me when people get into problems they have a different perception you saved others save us too when people get into problems I hear them in counseling I've done everything pastor may I even type saying God I give you my money so why don't you give me what haven't I done pastor is so I give a type we fast like saying give me back I gave you give me back that is the wrong perception 
who told you that you offered the tithe to save you who told you that you offered that to save you but if you have a good God can look at what you, you and can bring salvation into your life change your perception tell your neighbor what brings a difference in my life I have a positive perception. And let me say this. What that person has better than you, the person you admire. They have a good perception about God. There's nothing else. There's a man who prayed from here. We have given God only this year. I want wealth if it doesn't give me riches. You don't do that to God. You don't threaten God. He was there. He's here. And he will be. Threaten us, not God. You know tomorrow will be threatened, but God is not a son of man to lie. Change your perception towards God. People who say, God, if you don't give me this, it is ashamed. It's not a bad saying that you're putting God on tension. But the Bible says that in all the world, people exalt you think that God is ashamed if he doesn't do it they're lying to you in the whole world people exalting whether he has done it or he has not done it so don't think we worship God because he has done it tell your neighbor we exalt God we honor him because not of what he has done who has understood we worship him because of that we worship him because of we worship him because of the not that which he has done whether he has done it even if I go to my garden even if I go to my flock and I don't find a God I will continue praising God the God of my salvation people have a good perception whether they are not concerned, they are not concerned. God remains God. If he doesn't do it, he's ashamed. He will get ashamed. Just tell them. Shame upon you, they are men and women. Whether they have or they don't have, they're like Jehoshaphat and you, God, the God of our fathers. He doesn't even talk about the problem. People who have a positive perception, they don't start by demanding. We would have started by saying, See how this army is attacking us. No. He's worshipping the God of his fathers. Do you have problems? Are you still worshipping God? The God God of the God who created heaven and earth. You have a good perception. What they call prayer, the moment they come into prayer, they start crying. And then they talk about the date. But the good perception, you still reign. 
that you still reign. David said that he was young and he grew but he had never seen the righteous forsaken not even his children begging bread a perception of worshipping God amidst the problem it doesn't only show good perception but it shows maturity in Christ but the devil confuses us and we put um, the problems as priority but Jehoshaphat is worshipping the God of his ancestors verse 7 are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham your friend forever ah. are you not God who drove out the inhabitants and gave this land to Abraham your friend Jehoshaphat is not, talking, he's not talking about the problem of Israel. He's still watching God. The God is of his who gave that land to his friend Abraham. But you find a born again. School fees, school fees, school fees, school fees, school fees. It is not bad. Worship God. There's a God who did it. And did it for his friend Abraham. Do you know what it means? Even if the king of Syria has come, the God who, who was with Abraham is friend. He will also do it for that us. That is what they call making friendship with God. But people want to bring to talk about their problems first. Change your perception. You're facing problems. But let your perception change. Let your prayers change. First worship God. First see that God is able. First see that God is able. But people always think that God is late. Tell your neighbor. It is never late with God. He's never late. He's never late. And he's never delayed. He comes at the right time. That perception was with a man called Saul. He was going to war. God told him, I'll bring Samuel and he will offer sacrifice. The Bible says that when Saul saw that the army was going closer, he ran very fast and offered a sacrifice. He sacrificed and then he would go to war. The Bible says that the moment he had finished offering the sacrifice, Samuel the priest was to offer the sacrifice and he told him, you've actually finished it and God has taken the kingdom from you. Who says that God can be delayed or late? God comes on time. Samuel came on time. Tell your neighbor, God is never late. God is never late. He comes at the right time. And he did everything in its right time. Stop thinking hurriedly. People are always in a rush. You know these years. Even this year is now gone. This year is gone. Now people are in a rush. This year is gone. Tell your neighbor, let it go. It is just years. 
what if the year is running very fast so that you get to the why is it that this year without your promises is scaring you why are you afraid of 2020 so that you get into 2024 where your promises are Amen. That's a problem. Which is evil. And if you see someone moving zigzag, don't look at where the problem is. It is their perception. The mind. The moment you see someone going here and there zigzag, for you, if you want to, to, to put apply medicine anywhere, apply it on si their head, not the feet. And like the Baganda say, that this small part tires the, this part, the legs. <laughs> you know, uh, slow mind tires the, the, the legs. Mm. One. Perception. Your, your mindset. The verse that sal our salvation has come closer than when we believe. That is why just let go of every day. Every day that passes, that comes is just taking away, subtracting with the days. And then the devil causes you to make a decision. Tears may last for a night. Tomorrow, that is where the joy is. When this day is gone, let it go. It is just you know, It is taking you hurriedly into your promises. It is taking you quickly into your wedding. It is quickly taking you into your promises. And so many other things that you desire. And don't forget, it is also quickening us to take us into the day of the return of our Lord. Everything is about us to get ready. Verse 8. And they dwell in it. And they dwell in it and have built you a sanctuary in it for your name. Saying, if disaster comes upon us, sword, judgment, pestilence, famine, we will stand before this temple and in your presence for your name is in this temple and cry out to you in our affliction and, and you will hear and save us. Amen. Whatever Jehoshaphat is doing it is bringing a God closer into his problems. 
And to the one who said, that these people build this temple because God said that every prayer that will be made in this house, when God chooses a place, his eyes and his ears are always there. Jehoshaphat has not even spoken about the Syrians. He's worshipping God. And he reminds him of his promises. Those that make mention of the Lord don't rest. They'll never give God rest until when God makes Jerusalem a praise. Now he has brought God closer. Now he's going to talk about Jehoshaphat. The first thing we talk about when we meet God because of the wrong perception, it chases away God because we start with, you know, offending Him. God, there's someone. The wife got sick, infected with AIDS, and died. And I think even yeah, the now they used to ask God, God, God I'm born again. All these things happened to me. Where were you? Ask your neighbor, where did you want him to be? Those are the stories that we start and introduce us to God. Where were you, Lord? He was there. He's God who is omnipresent. There's nothing that can happen without him seeing. That is not what is important. The Bible says that if you diligently and you serve me, I will remove diseases that affect the Egyptians that you know. I'll take them out Even if you are affected by them, I'll heal you from Questions don't work with God. Your perception. I want us to finish. Change your perception. God doesn't change. God has never left. God has never hated you. He still loves you the same. His mercy is from long ago. And it will come to eternity to those He has never changed. The same way he loved you before is the same way he loves you now. Your perception draws you closer to God. God knows you. Problems don't mean that God forsook you. Gideon. Gideon. He had the perception that you have. God is telling him, You're a mighty man of God. And for him, he's saying, No. The angel is telling him, God is with you. Gideon says, You're lying. And he says, this If he's with me, why are all these things happening to me? That is a wrong perception. You can have problems and challenges. They happen to you. But God is with you. The things that happen to me don't determine whether God is with me. Gentlemen, I want us to finish. I want you to change your perception. We are going to wage spiritual warfare in a few minutes. I bring it to captivity every thought, every evil thought that we have against God, every negative thought that the enemy puts in us. We are going to set it on fire. We are going to pull it down. And we are going to have the power of That is what God says that have the other perception that was with Christ God has a good perception I have good thoughts to you to make your end a blessing 
I want us to have a good perception. Start reading the Bible. Whatever the Bible says is the mind of God. God wants it to be. God loves you. God has never stopped loving you. He has good thoughts. What you go through does not mean that God doesn't love you. The challenges that you is not the problem. The way you perceive your problems, problem. change your mind and renew your mind so that you can know good things, the right things, and that is acceptable. I pray that God is with you. I pray that God changes our mind. I pray that the grace of God, the changes and the changes of God. That renewed the mind of Joshua and Caleb. And they saw a blessing. They saw an opportunity. They saw victory. May that God renew your mind. That God was able to renew the mind. The man on the cross. Say that remember me. That God will change the mind. And he renewed the mind towards God. I pray that God renews the mind. In the name of Jesus. Amen.